0: Ryan is professor of theology at Western Seminary in Portland, Oregon. He's also a pastor in the area at Trinity Church of Portland. He also serves as director of doctrine and discipleship for Humble Beast, where he also helped start the Canvas Conference. He's also an author. He's written a book called The Presence of God, its place in the storyline of scripture and in our lives, and a beautiful book for children, a book of theology called Emblems of the Infinite King, I highly recommend it. Ryan lives in Portland, Oregon, with his wife Chase and their four children. Ryan, great to have you here, man.
1: Hey, it's great to be here, champ. Thanks for thanks for having me on. And that that was a very long intro. That's
0: about half half of your time slot. Isn't it? <laughs> I think we're done. Any questions? <laughs> yes, thanks thanks for having me. All Absolutely, right. <laughs> good to have you. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a question. I want to know what verse you have for us today.
1: Yeah. So this uh, today, I, I'm coming out of Psalm one thirty nine and. You've already told me I'm, I'm okay with doing two verses. So I'm going to slip another one in there. I'm going to slip another one in there. <laughs> uh, so we're just going to do the first two verses because those are sort of the, uh, in many ways, the gateway to the whole psalm. Hmm. So I'll, I'll read those. Uh, it's, uh, it starts as a psalm of David, Psalm 139, verses 1 and 2. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. Now, now it's really hard for me to not keep going, champ, but I'll stop there.
0: <laughs> Thanks for limiting yourself there to the two verses. So as we focus on these verses though, let's let's back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. We'll let you talk about more than just the first two verses. Why don't you give us some okay. background? How would you set the table for talking about these two verses?
1: Yeah, I well, I appreciate you giving me that uh that that opening there to to continue <laughs> to sort of think through, you know, what's going on here. Um and it's, it's really, really interesting to see how the whole sort of psalm flows. Uh, And and it's interesting because what you have is David doing in in many ways, sort of making these theological claims, these sort of massive claims about who God is and his attributes. But what's beautiful about it is that it is personal and it's, it's relational. There's, there's actually an intimacy that's happening here. It's not just simply here. God is omniscient. God is omnipresent and just fill in the blank with all these sort of vague attributes. Mm -hmm. It's God is all-knowing and omniscient. As you see in this particular passage we just read, Mm -hmm. He is that and He's that for me. Mm -hmm. And, And really you start seeing that sort of unfold as the psalm goes on. At the back end of the psalm, you have... Am talking, David talking about sort of the circumstances all this stuff has risen, has brought up. Mm -hmm. So David is actually talking about these, these evil ones who are attacking him. So he is theologizing in the midst of really difficult circumstances, really difficult circumstances. And I, I think what's, what's beautiful about that is that he doesn't start with his circumstances. He starts with those t- that, that, that idea of God searching him and knowing all aspects of who he is. So he, he, doesn't, he doesn't start with, I'm, I'm down, I'm feeling horrible, which there are psalms that he does that. So I think that we're free to do that. Uh, but he doesn't start there. Instead, he starts with theological reflections that apply directly to him.
0: So with that in mind, I wanna read these verses again. So I'm reading Psalm 139, the first two verses, I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. God's word says this, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I stand up, you understand my thoughts from far away. Hmm. So Ryan, you just told us the story of the whole Psalm. Here's where it's coming from. Here's where David's coming from. What's the story with you in this Psalm? How has this Psalm become important to you? Yeah, this psalm is well, it's it's
1: very personal to me. Um, and so I'll just sort of track you back a little bit in, into my my own life, my own experiences of the psalm. So about gosh, I want to say probably about 10 years ago now, I was in the Dallas Fort Worth Airport. Uh and they were asking people who had tickets to fly to LA if they would be bumped. Uh, I said yes, because I'm poor. I needed as much money as I can to fly out <laughs> consistently to LA. So I was taking any sort of bumps that, 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 they would give me. And so I said, yes. And so they pushed me back a few more hours and uh, they just gave me a seat. I didn't get to select it. They just gave me a seat. I mean, at this time flying's just flying. It's normal. I, yeah, no big issue at all for me until this flight. <laughs> and so what they did is they put me in the back corner seat. So, you know, the seat, that is against the window in the last aisle Mm -hmm. or or the the last section, like that butts up against the bathroom door. So you can't (laughs) recline. There was no room to put your bags anywhere. And so I had my bags at my feet. And then the two other seats beside me, I think they decided, they said, you know what? Let's put two Dallas Cowboy linemen beside him. (laughs) And so I remember sitting in that back corner seats My feet were stuck because of my bang. I've got this lineman with these shoulders that could fill up the whole aisle halfway over my body. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, this is uncomfortable. And then the transition to this is really bad. And then the transition to somewhere my brain just snapped and it said, you're never getting out. (laughs) You're never leaving. You're (laughs) stuck here forever. Now, mind you, that's happening in my head. As we're pulling back from uh, from 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 the the walk- on section like so we're pulling back from the gate and I was not gonna stand for it. so I shot up out of my seat somehow I jumped I just hurtled over these two linemen and I started walking down the aisle so as the <laughs> as the plane is backing up from the gate I'm walking forward the uh, flight attendants thought I was a terrorist and so they sh- they shut down the flight. They pulled us back up to the gate, and they just sort of all circled me, and all I could say was, "I cannot fly today. I cannot huh. fly." And so, after about ten or fifteen minutes, strangely enough, they opened a the door for me to talk to the captain, who tried to, <laughs> you know, you know, try to help me walk through my anxieties and things. <laughs> so after a little bit of that, I said, "Okay, let's do this." And the two linemen were kind enough to move over. They gave me the aisle seat. I turned with my legs in the aisle and I buried my head into my Bible and I turned to Psalm 139 Hmm. and I just read and read and read. And now I see this Psalm as sort of the the patron Psalm, if you will, of panic airline passengers. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just read this Psalm over and over again. This is Hmm. my first time I've ever had a panic attack. First time i would ever felt claustrophobic in my life. Mm -hmm. And the Lord was just saying to me at that moment, just all of the things you think you're in control of, you are not in control. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you about the one who is. Mm -hmm. He is the one, and that's what Psalm 139 did. He said, I'm the one who knows you. Mm -hmm. The next stanza, I am the one who is with you. Mm -hmm. The next stanza, I'm the one who created you. The next stanza after that, I'm the one who saves you. And I was like, oh, yes, I don't need to just stop when I get off the plane reading this. I need to consistently read this over and over again.
0: So yeah, God's word meets us right where we are. And I find consistently, it's like Jesus meets us in our pain. So you wrote a book about the presence of God and God is everywhere and Jesus promises he'll meet when two or three are gathered. So we know these things, but I think there's a sense in which Jesus meets us in a special way when we're in difficult and trying circumstances. Amen, and I
1: think I think part of that is too is when we are in those circumstances, we start looking, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's right. I wasn't looking to read the Psalms. I wasn't looking for the Lord in the midst of all of that travel. I, I was doing a lot of theological preparation. I had mm-hmm. books to read. I had uh, lectures to write. But in many ways, I see Him saying, "You know what? Exactly what the, that first— Uh, that first line does in Psalm 139 is it takes those ideas. Hmm. And in that first stanza, it's basically God is omniscient, uh, but he's omniscient for David. And I think in many ways, what was happening on that plane was, and and very much after any, basically any flight from now on, it goes back, (laughs) where's Psalm 139. It's taking that idea, that concept, that understanding of who God is and saying, this is for David. This is for Ryan. This is for Champ. This is for your listeners.
0: Well, Ryan, thank you for working with us today and talking us through God's word. Could you just take a moment and just pray these verses for all of us today?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what? I think, Champ, I'm going to let David set the tone there because at the very end of the psalm, he actually turns uh, those first two verses, Psalm 139, 1 and 2, Mm -hmm. and verses 20 and 24, he kind of turns it into a prayer. So if I could just pray those. Absolutely. Let's do it. Search me, O God, and know my heart try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting may that be the prayer on all of our hearts today and may we love you more because we know you lord is the one who searches us the one who knows our hearts that can look into our thoughts can reveal what's wrong so that we can run to the one who is right that we
0: may find that way everlasting. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.